Every time we lose a precious one, I am reminded of those verses in Hebrews that refer to that great cloud of witnesses that, that, that encourage and challenge us. I've read it recently to lay aside, throw off everything that hinders and distracts and, and, and stay in the race because the prize of heaven is so close in front of us. But we thank you. I could tell so many stories and I just I have a message burning in my heart today that is for every single one of us and I'm going to do my best with the help of the Holy Spirit to get it to get this word out and see how far uh, we can go with it today. And I want to I'm going to start by giving you the title. The title is a very familiar phrase to many of us if we've walked with God for any period of time and it is this. The title is this, as for me and my house. Now, I'm going to give you the rest of the story because that is found in the book of Joshua. And just to give you a little background, Joshua was Moses' successor. When Moses passed away, Joshua succeeded him as the leader of the Hebrew people. They weren't called Israel yet. They had not come into the land. Their boundaries had not, they had not inherited the boundaries of the land. So they were called the Hebrew people people that, that Moses led out of slavery in Egypt. And when Moses passed away, Joshua stepped in as his successor. And he says this as the people are getting ready now to cross over and possess the land. Joshua chapter 24, verse 14. Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away your gods, your ancestors worship beyond the Euphrates River, and in Egypt, and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable for you, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served before the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. So Joshua, as a husband and a father, was making a declaration of faith concerning his household. We will serve the Lord. This message is it, it just burning in my spirit, and I hope I don't get, uh, I, I want to stay going in the right order with it today. When God looks at you, when God looks at me, he sees a household. He sees an entire family, even of more than one generation. He sees a household of multiple generations. I'm going to show you that from the Word today. When He gives instructions or when He makes promises, He has your entire household, your entire family line, your entire family lineage in mind. Many of us know the story of the of the of, of Joseph sold by his brothers, betrayed, left for dead by his brothers, and was taken to Egypt and sold as a slave. And God's hand was upon him because he had given Joseph a dream that he was going to raise him up. But you know the interesting thing about the story of Joseph was that God did not just restore Joseph; He restored his entire family. 
He, Genesis chapter 47, we see these two verses. So Joseph settled his father and his brothers in Egypt and gave them property in the best part of the land, the district of Ramesses, as Pharaoh directed. Joseph also provided his father and his brothers and all of his father's household with food according to the number of their children. God, the promise God made to Joseph was not just about Joseph, it was about his entire household being restored, being provided for. God who is our Father, among all of His many attributes, He's a family man at heart. How many places in the Bible in God's Word does He take time to record genealogies, family histories, the family tree? Isn't that, that that's, there's a craze now going on with people tracing their genealogy, their bloodline, their family tree. What is Ancestry.com, probably the most uh, well-known one. God was the originator of that and records it more than once throughout Scripture because God is a family man. God the Father is a family man. In Exodus chapter 12, verse 1 through 3, the Lord said to Moses and Aaron in Egypt, This month is to be for you the first month, the first month of your year. Tell the whole community of Israel that on the tenth day of this month, each man is to take a lamb for his family, one for each household. That is, of course, a reference to the Passover lamb. That given to the Jews before they left the the bondage of the slavery of Egypt. A sacrificial lamb to represent the entire household, the entire family. God is our Father. That means God has a family. We are His children, and we're called that all throughout Scripture. What is under attack as never before in this country and other parts of the world? What has come to be called the traditional family, is it not? Is that what is under attack Every day, the traditional family. Well, let me tell you something. The traditional family was defined by God Himself as a man and a woman who come together in holy matrimony and bear children together. That is the traditional family, which is a holy institution given to mankind by God Himself. And no wonder that the spirit of Antichrist is attacking the the definition of or the the, um, uh, traditional family, not just attacking the traditional family, but trying to redefine that as well. I am sick and tired of all the redefining that modern culture in their arrogance believes they have the power to do as they're redefining gender, redefining sexuality, redefining marriage, redefining morality, Calling right, wrong, and wrong, right. Redefining what's right. Redefining what's wrong. Redefining what's good. Redefining what's evil. Individual freedom. Redefining freedom of space. All of this racism and the list goes on and on and on. My friend, God gave family as the, as the structure for the, to, to, for humanity to thrive and be the most fulfilled and productive in society. Traditional family. Now, don't get upset with me, you know, when you hear me, me say that God gave a man and a woman in holy matrimony. And if you're, you know, a single mother or a single father, don't be offended by that. God is your, is still your father. You're still a part of his family. But God gave the best structure 
for, for humanity to thrive as the family unit, as he defined what society calls traditional family, even though they're trying to redefine that today. We, the family of God, we must be defenders of traditional family as God gave it to society because it is another institution that is holy because God gave it all throughout Scripture. What does God call us? Sons and daughters. Sons and daughters. Children. Romans chapter 8 verse 14. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship. And by Him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit, what? That we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs. Heirs of God and co-heirs with Jesus Christ. If indeed... We share in His sufferings in order that we may also share in His glory. Every member of the family of God is an heir with Jesus. We all get the inheritance. We all receive the inheritance of heaven. I believe that with God, who is our Heavenly Father, He has family in mind, households in mind, when He makes promises and when He gives instructions. He intends, I believe, He intends for His promises to apply to entire households generation after generation after generation. I mean, we see this with the promise of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit as recorded first in Joel, uh, Joel's prophecy, and then in the book of Acts chapter 2, verse 39, Peter replied to the crowd that day after they came out of the upper room, baptized in the Holy Ghost, speaking with other tongues. He said, repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And look at the next verse. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off. For as many as the Lord our God will call. Even in that promise, God saw households. He saw family lines, bloodlines, generations within the, within the family. And I love this story and when Paul and Silas found themselves thrown into jail. And some of us know the story, but I'm going to read it for you. Make a few comments. Acts chapter 16, verse 29. God sent an earthquake. The jail was shaken. The chains fell off, the prison doors swung wide open, and then we see this, the jailer called for the lights. He rushed in, had lights lit so he could see, and he fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus, you will be saved, you and your household. Let me tell you something today, my friend. God's salvation is a family plan. I said His salvation is a family plan. He said, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to them and to all of those in His house. At the hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Then immediately he and all of his household, all of his household were baptized. The jailer brought them into his house and set a meal before them. He was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God. He and his whole household. 
Hallelujah. Now how, well, wait a minute, you know, was his whole household at the jail that night? No. He took them to his house from the jail. Now, if you read the rest of the story, of course he did. The the gates, the bars, the chains fell off the door. They were set free supernaturally. No, read the rest of the story. They went to the man's house because God wanted to save the whole man and his household. And then, but then the jailer brought them right back and locked them up again. Mm-hmm. And then when they came the next morning, they you you again you can read the rest of the story. They said, "Go and release them," you know, and then oh, whatever, whatever. And they were right back there at the jail again. I'm inviting you today, my friend, if you have not been, to begin to stand in the gap for your entire family and declare by faith each and every day. As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. We will serve the Lord. God gave us the family unit as the best earthly model, best earthly structure to live productive, fulfilled, contented lives. And you see, when the biological family unit is broken by apart by sin... Man, God has provided spiritual families like what we have right here to restore hope and healing for us. And I want you to know something. For some of you, the spiritual family, the bond of your spiritual family is stronger than your biological family. God's Word tells us that. Have you ever heard the phrase, blood is thicker than water? I've heard that all my life. And I've understood that to mean that family blood, no matter what y'all do, you know, I'm going to stand by my my blood family. I'm going to stand with my biological family. Let me give you the history of this because I just recently found it. The actual saying is this, the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb. That, That changes everything. The actual saying... The blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb. It traces back to the 12th century believed to be a Gaelic proverb. The true meaning of this saying is actually the opposite of the way we use it today. The saying actually means that the bonds that you've made by choice are more important than the people you are bound to by the water of the womb. Wow. So the Bonds we have as we've been bound together for those who are through the blood of the covenant. Oh, whose blood is that? The blood of Jesus. Those bonds are stronger than your biological family bonds. Or at least they're supposed to be. That's what it means. Blood is thicker than water. I came to challenge you today. If you're not already... Stand in the gap for the salvation of your entire family. When God looks at you, He sees a family. When His promises, His promises are to you, your children, your children's children, 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 what happened? Your children's children, and even those family members that may be afar off. We just read that. How many of y'all have got some family members that are far off right now? 
I came to tell you they are still a part of your household. In the Spirit, stand in the gap for them and declare, as for me and my household, my children, my children's children, my children, to the fifth, however manyth generation, even the ones that are far off right now and they won't even speak to me. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Hallelujah. God's salvation plan is a family plan. I may not be able to claim my children on my taxes anymore, but as soon as they were born, I added them to the family plan. I added them to the family plan of the salvation of God. They are covered, covered, covered by the salvation of God and by the blood of Jesus through the declaration of faith that we as parents declare over their lives every single day. Joshua's whole family, he didn't know about any of the next generations, but he stood that day and said, I declare by faith... As for me and my entire lineage, we are going to be people, a household that serve the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm not the only one that can look back over the history of your walk with God and see His hand upon your entire family. You talk about stories, we could tell all kinds of, of stories. His promises working in your entire family, His love, His mercy, His provision, His blessing over me and my household. Hallelujah. Even if they're away from God, His mercy, His favor, His blessing because of your faithfulness standing in the gap for them and pleading the blood of Jesus over them. They're still blessed. They're walking in a level of blessing as God is bringing them back into relationship with the Father, with Him, with Himself, the Father, their Father. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19, Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people, and also members of His household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus Himself as the chief cornerstone. In Him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in Him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by His Spirit. My friend, we are a part of God's household. Your family is God's family. They may not still be under your physical roof, but they're under God's roof. They might have their own house as well, but they're still a part of your home forever until the day they draw their last breath. They're a part of your household. Stand in the gap and declare, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I declare it by faith. I stand in the gap by faith, not by what I see right now, because you got some family members that ain't spoke to you, that won't speak to you, that are offended that something happened, that you haven't had contact with them. Stand in the gap starting right now if you have not been and declare as for me and my house every one of them even the ones that don't speak to me we will serve the Lord hallelujah and it's the promise of God his promises not just to you he doesn't just love you he loves your whole household he's not just concerned about blessing you he's concerned about blessing your whole household He's not just going to forgive you. He's ready to forgive your whole household. Hallelujah. Multiple generations. Entire families. I believe we're going to begin to see 
household redemption, households restored to the faith. But you and I have to do our part. We've got to stand in the gap and declare by faith, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. There's no other option. My family is going to be with me in heaven. I've drawn a line in the sand. I've put the blood of Jesus over them. I speak the name of Jesus over them every single day. They don't stand a chance. They are coming. Even if they have to come kicking and screaming, they are coming back home to the Father's house. And they're going to bow at His feet. Hallelujah. Before Jesus comes back. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Joel's prophecy. Sound the alarm. Declare a holy fast. Call a sacred assembly. Look at this in Joel 2 verse 14, verse 16. Gather the people. Consecrate the assembly. Look, bring together the elders. Gather the children. Those nursing at the infants. Let the bride grow. Oh, they're on their honeymoon. Bring them all, all of the family members, no matter what season of life they're in, no matter how old or young they are, no matter what's going on in their personal life, bring them all together. Let the priests who minister before the Lord, who are the priests today? You and I. We're a royal priesthood, the Bible says. We're a kingdom of kings, a people of kings and priests unto the Lord. Let us weep between the poor and the altar weep between heaven and earth and let us say spare your people O God do not make my inheritance an object of scorn or a byword among the nations why should any of them say where is their God we fall between the porch and the altar we stand in the gap together all of the families that know the Lord are a part of this calling I hear this in my spirit so strong and not just if you're the head of a house you know you're the father of the household you might be the brother you might be the son and you're the one you're the spirit filled one in the house stand in the gap and declare as for me and my family my mama my daddy my brother my sister my cousins my uncle we will serve the Lord hallelujah we will serve the Lord My friend, God says in Acts 2, verse 16, but this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. We just read Joel's prophecy on the day of Pentecost. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. That's happened. We're living under that outpouring right now. And your sons and your daughters, your sons and your daughters. Now, God did not say, My sons and daughters, speaking of his great big worldwide family, he says, yours, he made it personal, your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men, the young men in your family will see visions. Your old men, the elderly, the senior citizens, every generation is mentioned here. Sons and daughters prophesying. Young men seeing visions of God. Old men dreaming dreams. Well, I don't know who, I don't know who I'm talking to today, but if God says my sons and my daughters will prophesy, then I say my sons and my daughters will prophesy. If God says the young men in my household will see visions, then I say the young men in my household will see visions. If God says the elderly and the seniors in my household will dream dreams, then I say the old members of my family, the seniors in my household will dream dreams hallelujah I'm going to say what God says 
even though I might be saying and calling something that is not as though it is just the way God does. If God says it, I better say it. Today is the day of the salvation of the Lord for you, for your spouse, for your parents, for your siblings, for your children, for your children's children, and even those that are far off and you may not even know where they are. Even if you haven't spoken to him in years, even if you don't know where he is, even if she won't answer your call, even if they cut you off, they are never cut off from being in your household. You stand in the gap and you keep them covered by the blood of Jesus and you declare, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. God's plan of salvation is a family plan. He didn't just save you, he'll save your whole family. He didn't just bless you, he'll bless your whole family. He didn't just heal you, he'll heal your own whole family. He didn't just provide for you. He wants to provide for your whole family. It doesn't matter where they are right now physically. They're part of your household. Reclaim your house today, my friend, by the power of the Spirit and stand in the gap and declare in the face of the devil. You may have your grips on them right now, but let me tell you something, devil. As for me and my whole house, we will serve the Lord God's not finished yet. Hallelujah. Shut up. Oh, ha, ha. Thank you, Lord. So, and I know, I know for many of you that, of course, that's a declaration of faith. Of course it is. Man, faith, that's what pleases God. If we, if we believe in our heart and do not doubt and we declare and we ask God for something, He will do it. That's the promise of God. So I make a declaration every single day by faith in the name of Jesus Christ until I see my whole household, my whole family lineage, if you will, serving the Lord. I will not accept that any of my children raised in the presence of the Lord I will not accept that any of them will not be with me in heaven. That simply is not an option for my house. That is not an option for my house. I refuse to accept that. I refuse to accept that my entire family will not be with me in heaven. So I declare every single day, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord because that is God's word on the matter and His word cannot and will not fail. Hallelujah. Now it didn't say, as for them and their house, they will serve the Lord. Joshua said, as for me and my house, my friend, let me tell you something. Well, well, I don't have the right to speak for my grown children. Yes, you do. You better speak up for your grown children that are lost in sin and darkness right now and, and need to find their way out. You better begin to call them out of darkness into the marvelous light of God by faith and by the power of the Spirit. Speak up for them. Nobody else is. Speak up for those in your family that are lost until they become found and they find their way back home to the Father's house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I will not accept that my any of my family are not going to be in heaven with me. That is not an option. Let God be true and every man a liar. The devil is a liar. 
I'm binding and loosing anything and everything that hinders my children. I speak the name of Jesus over them every single day. I declare the salvation of God over them. I plead the blood of Jesus over Well, yeah, I did that last year. I, I Every day, I don't know about you, but I do that every single day. Every day, I declare the blood of Jesus. Every day, I draw a bloodline in the sand. Satan, you can go no further with my family. Shut up. Huh? Oh, no further. This is a war. We're in a war for the souls of our family. Taking them back in Jesus' name. Psalm chapter 78. There's some rich stuff here and we're going to close. My people hear my teaching. Listen to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth with a parable. I will utter hidden things from of old. Things we have heard and known. Things our ancestors have told us. We will not hide them from their descendants. We will tell the next generation the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, His power, and the wonders He has done. You you can start right there. I, well, they don't believe, I, it doesn't matter. You make sure your children know of the goodness of God, that they've got breath in their body because of the faithfulness of God. They've got a check going into their bank account every week because of the faithfulness of God. You tell them of the wonders and the mighty deeds of God and the times that God has intervened and spared their life and rescued them. You tell them anyway. You tell them and you tell them again. Hallelujah. He decreed statutes for Jacob and established the law in Israel, which he commanded our ancestors to teach the children so the next generation would know them. Even, look at this, even the children yet to be born. And they, in turn, would tell their children. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I don't make, I, you know, I... Your entire family lineage is before God when He makes a promise to you or gives you an instruction. Man, that's, that's as clear as can be. He's telling us prophesy even to those who have yet to be born in your family. Woo! Determine. You know what? You, if you never have as a father in this room written out a blessing for your child, write one out. I did it many, 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 many years ago. The desires of your heart for that child. Write them down. Man, the power of the Father's blessing, that's a whole nother sermon. Probably a series of sermons. How powerful the spoken blessing of the Father over the children are. And I'm talking about those of you that don't have a biological father that will do that. Find you a spiritual father. There are spiritual fathers. I believe we need to become more aware and intentional. Uh, the, the Old Testament ended with the hearts of the fathers being restored to the children and the hearts of the children being restored to the father. I just told you that that spiritual family, that bond, blood covenant bond, is bigger, is stronger than the water of the womb, the biological family bond. 
And for some, you didn't have a biological family that was godly. You've got, look around, you've got sons and, um, and brothers and sisters. There's mothers, spiritual mothers and fathers in this room. And I challenge you, be intentional. My generation, be intentional with the next, the generation under us. You, you, you that are under us, be intentional. Well, I don't know. Find somebody that's older than you in the faith that has been walking with God in integrity and holiness and ask them, I don't have a Bible. Biological father, he died, or or he's in prison, or he he's not saved. I wasn't ra- what for whatever reason. You don't have a father that's godly that can lay their hands on you and bless them. Find you a spiritual father, and if anyone approaches you, dad, you're over like sixty ish. Uh, if you're if you're that of that age, and somebody younger comes up to you and wants to, uh, you to bless their life, lay your hands on them by the power of the Holy Ghost uh, and speak a blessing, release the blessing of God the Father over and into their lives. It'll change everything for them and for you. Hallelujah. I know beyond a shadow of any doubt when I was called to this many, many, many years ago, well, more than 33 years ago, and I don't know how I was so young. It's like God spoke to me and said, I don't know, but I went and submitted myself. I looked for spiritual fathers to go to and, and share my heart with them, my, what I felt God had called me to, to, to and shared it with them. Would you just pray for me? Would you pray a blessing over me? And they did. They prayed spiritual blessing over my life more than one over the years. And I'll never forget it. I know the power of that. It puts boundaries on your life. It puts accountability in your life. When you know your spiritual fathers have prayed over you, have spoken over you, spiritual mothers praying over you, speaking over you, we need it now more than ever because the church, the organized church, is losing an entire generation. And it has to stop. We've got a generation to take back. In the name of Jesus. Spiritual parenting. Generational. The blending of generations. Every setting of ministry can't be. The babies stay separate over there. The little kids stay separate over there. The youth stay separate over there. The young adults stay separate over there. And we old folks get up in here together. Be intentional to be a blessing multi-generational include all the generations verse 7 then they would put their trust in God and would not forget his deeds and would keep his commands train up a child in the way that he would go and when he is old he will not depart from it oh there's one if that's the only promise that your family will be saved there's one right there you can stand on and declare and speak over and pray over and cry over That comes right out of Scripture, out of the book of Proverbs 22, verse 6. So even though you're declaring by faith today, you're declaring, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, and it's a statement of faith, God hears you. Make that declaration of faith and do it every single day. And every opportunity you have, like we just read in Psalms, tell that generation, tell them of the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, His power, and the wonders He has done. And my wife and I, we make sure we do that no matter what. You, We tell our children, I tell them every time we gather for family, it's hard, yeah, I know that. It's hard to get the generations together as a family. It's hard to even get your immediate families together. But at every opportunity, you tell them, 
We are blessed because of God's faithfulness in our lives. You are healthy and alive and He has spared you from death and tragedy and disease because of the faithfulness of, of God in our family through our bloodline. Let me tell you something. You've got children or maybe grandchildren that are not serving the Lord right now, but they're doing good. Oh, they're in college. They graduated. Maybe they started their career. Maybe they met somebody. God, through the faithfulness of your life and your prayers, your children are walking in a level of blessing, meaning provision and health and, and jobs and you know maybe a relationship, etc. Because of the faithfulness of your life before God, it goes through the bloodline until they are brought back into relationship with Him. I know that I know that to be true. Because of your faithfulness, God has extended mercy to your whole family as you're standing in the gap for them declaring, as for me and my house, you're going to serve the Lord. We're going to tell you what God has done. Every good thing you have is because of the Lord. Every good thing they have is because of God. You better start telling them if you haven't been and stand in the gap. Hallelujah. So I'm here to tell you today, I don't know about you, but the devil's not having even one of my family. Not one, not one, not one. He's not going to have even one. I'm standing in the gap every day, declaring the salvation of the Lord over them, pleading the blood of Jesus over them, putting the name of Jesus upon them, breaking curses off of them, binding and loosing whatever is hindering them, declaring God's will over their lives. Because you know, he's the one who said, God is the one who said, I'm not willing, I'm not willing that any perish. My friend, that means he's not willing that any in your family perish. He's not willing that any in your family perish. I'm saying no weapon formed against any one of my family members is going to be able to prosper. Every chain that has them bound is being broken. There is no other acceptable outcome but that my household, my family, will serve the Lord. I want to tell you something. The loudest prayers in the ears of God are the heartfelt, broken tear-filled prayers of mamas and daddies for their children. Nobody can pray for your children like you can. Whatever it takes, Lord, my household will be saved. I have God's word on that. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Yeah, I'm speaking for them. I'm speaking for them. And I'm saying, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Would you bow your heads all over the room today? might be in this service and you're not even yet a part of the household of God. He's inviting you right now. Holy Spirit is inviting you right now to join His family. To join His family. 
you'd say, Pastor Calvin, would you just pray for me? I, I do want to join the family of God today. <clears throat> I want to be added to the family of God by believing in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior and bringing my sins to the altar and asking him to forgive me. <clears throat> Is there anybody in this room and you need and you are ready to join the family of God? I want to pray for you first today. If that is you, could you raise your hand just so that I can see it? God bless you, young lady. Is there another one? Raise your hand and I will see it and I want to have a prayer with you. I'm ready to join God's family. I want to be a part of the household of God. I need, I need Jesus in my life. Anybody else in this room, quickly, you put your hand down if you've raised it. Anybody else? The most important decision you'll ever make in this life is to surrender to Jesus. Give him everything see what God will do to restore you, to heal you, to forgive you. Yes, in the back, back there, I see that hand. God bless you. You can put it down. <clears throat> can we stand together? Yes, can we stand together? If you raised your hand, if you did not raise your hand, now we're not, we don't have to get in line anywhere today. Well, you know, there might be a little bit of a line here, but I'm just saying, we don't have to go away in a restaurant somewhere. We're going to have lunch right here to be able to take it right with you today. Let's wait in God's presence for just a few moments. I, I ask the Holy Spirit, bring an impartation of this word to mothers, fathers, brothers, sisters, husbands, wives today, grandmothers, grandfathers, that you're going to stand in the gap from this day forward. That it's not okay any longer any of my household to be lost in sin. It's not okay. I'm standing in the gap as the priest of the Lord and declaring as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Would you come? If you raise your hand, join the others that are coming. Let's come right down here together and let's make a declaration starting today. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We will serve the Lord. <clears throat> Hallelujah. We will serve you, Lord. As for me and my house, we will, I will serve the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
day forward make it your declaration as for me and my house we will serve the Lord as for me and my house we will serve the Lord not one of my family members will be lost not one God's promise is clear he gives us the desires of our hearts promise to save our whole family, our whole lineage, even those that aren't born yet. Until they bow their knee, I will tell them of the goodness of God. I will tell them of the good of the faithfulness of God. I will tell them of the blessings of God. Thank you, Father. 